the the video heard round the world leaked the video leaked and you know not uh, my girlfriends often say would you say elizabeth warren's an educated woman are you shaking your head yes or no so do you think that Elizabeth Warren, after a debate, walks up to Bernard Sanders with the microphone right there, the camera's still on, thinking like, oh, this is private. Nobody will hear what we're talking about. You think that? No, they could have gone to a wine cave if they wanted to That's right. So my girlfriend said, of course not. Of course not. Elizabeth Warren, Harvard professor, big corporate lawyer. Very, very smart, has a plan for everything. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure she's aware that when you walk up to a microphone and the camera is still on, uh, it's kind of going to get picked up. Uh, it's a wild guess. So I'm only going to play this once. I'm sure you've seen it by now. But if you haven't, let's take a look. I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that Anytime. discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it I'm now. Not, I don't want to get in the middle of it. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. Oh, God. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. You know, Tom Steyer, Tom Steyer's kind of like, you know, when you're trying to talk to the girl at the bar and her friend is, I won't use the phrase, but blocking you something comes before blocking you he's kind of like that guy who just is in the way or girl in the way what i found really interesting and listen i'm a journalist i have this is pure speculation i don't have anything other than my brain telling me this at the end of that bernie said you told me and then cut himself off if you if you listen closely She's, he says, let's have that discussion elsewhere, and then says, you told me, and then stops himself. My thought is Bernie was about to say, you told me you had concerns about Trump's sexism and those kinds of things. That's what I thought Bernie was about to say, but then he stopped himself. Just, just my opinion. I, I have nothing to say other than that. But to me, this is the equivalent. Elizabeth Warren going up to Bernie Sanders after that debate. Playing the victim, which she has played quite well for most of her political life. Is the equivalent of an arsonist who just burned down your house. And you came blaming you. And you, you came to look at the ruins, then showing up and, and said, you know, I told, why, didn't you, why didn't you turn the stove off? The arsonist burned down your house, and then they're blaming it on the homeowner. And frankly, this is why if Bernie Sanders loses this nomination, of course the Democrats are trying to screw him. Of course the DNC is trying to screw him. But if Bernie Sanders loses his nomination, it's because he didn't completely take the gloves off. I Kudos to him for being classy. I would have not even approached her to shake her hand. She leaked 
a private conversation. That is a breach of ethics. It was a private conversation. She leaked it two weeks before the Iowa caucus because she's desperate. Nobody knows what was said. And now we're starting to see CNN, on one hand, report this as fact, but their own anchors saying, uh, well, we don't know the context. We don't really know what was said. Then why'd you report it as fact? I'm going to show you these clips. It's truly unbelievable. If we had sane regulation in this country, CNN would have whatever licenses it has revoked. I'm not saying, I'm not talking like Trump talks about fake news and this and that, because that's fascist talk. Trump doesn't care about real news or fake news. He just throws that out, anything bad about him, and that's what dictators do. So I'm not calling uh, CNN fake news in the same way Trump is. I'm calling it propaganda. I'm calling it propaganda. So Elizabeth Warren leaks this. She, she had no issue after the meeting because the New York Times reported meeting was a snooze. Neither of them tried to talk the other out of anything. Tulsi Gabbard comes forward, got my issues with her. But overall, she says, I talked to Bernie. I told him I was running. He was very encouraging. Bernie Sanders, during the debate, says, what do you mean? What do you mean? I said a woman can't win. I tried to get you to run. I thought you could beat Hillary Clinton in the primary in 2015, 2016. I mean, if you watch Harry Potter and the invisibility cloak, whatever they called it, this is identity politics on steroids. This is the identity politics cloak wrapped around. It's like Christmas lights. And the same tools on Twitter and Hillary Clinton's advisors and, and all these woke warriors. Sorry if I'm going to get myself in trouble. They, got, they barely said a thing when Joe Biden publicly said, well, you know, Hillary was a victim of sexism, but, you know, I won't, I won't have an issue with that. No problem for me. I have a penis. It's not going to be a problem that there's video of him saying he likes children rubbing his hairy legs. That That's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem that there's God knows how much video of him sniffing little children's hair. There's, there, there literally is video of him touching a little black girl's shoulder and her recoiling. Not going to be a problem. Trump won't use any of that. You know, it's just the the the, the faux wokeness of it all really irritates me. Really irritates me. And the other part that really irritates me is the total, I'm sorry, Jen, bullshit of these Hillary Clinton woke warriors and the unity police. Oh, Bernie's dividing. Don't divide us. Don't divide us. Don't attack Pete. Don't report on Pete Buttigieg and him gentrifying South Bend. Don't report on Pete Buttigieg and him, and him covering up the murder of black people by his police officers. Don't report on Pete Buttigieg demolishing 1,000 homes in 1,000 days in mostly poor and black neighborhoods, black and brown neighborhoods. Don't report on that. We need to be, you're helping Trump. You're weaponizing for Trump. Any uh, vote blue, no matter who, blah, 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 blah. But when Elizabeth Warren attacks, in a lot of polls, the front runner, ah, f- unity, go after Bernie. Go after Bernie. Unity for the candidates that will continue the status quo. Rampage, take a machete. Unity for the candidates that won't. The whole thing was bad enough. Obviously, uh, you know, if you missed this, I'll show you. 
at least somebody, somebody on CNN has some integrity. I mean, once in a blue moon, maybe she just made a mistake saying the honest truth. But Aaron Burnett told us what everybody knows. If you missed this, it's just unbelievable. Take a look. Warren had no problem with this story yesterday. It was uh, clearly leaked by her team to CNN. It was. It came out more than a year after the meeting. It came out on the eve of a debate. Uh, this is pretty clear. Uh, she knew about this. She she sanctioned it. Everything around it indicates that. Why is she pumping the brakes now, indicating don't want to talk about this anymore? We're all cool. What's amazing about the whole thing? This this has been pushed by CNN. Then pick, forget Bernie for a second. Forget that you love Bernie. Forget whatever. I'm just talking straight up propaganda, corporate media propaganda. This has been pushed. This was created by CNN. It's not a news story. It's literally innuendo and one-sided gossip from Elizabeth Warren's campaign to a news reporter spun as fact, right? Then made into a made-for-TV moment on the debate to then be spun around for three more days. You literally have the president of the United States being impeached and CNN hours this morning were beginning with this Bernie Warren thing. Right? So as Aaron Burnett just acknowledged, uh, this was leaked. This is nonsense. So it's reported as fact by CNN, but then CNN's own anchors are saying things like this. Come, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders facing off in last night's debate at issue a key question, whether Senator Sanders said a woman could not win the White House in 2020. Who's telling the truth? Who's telling the truth? Who's telling the truth? We don't know. We just reported it. We just reported it, but who's telling the truth? I mean, I only took two journalism classes. Frankly, I think it was a lot of nonsense. It was all that, you know, they basically te- tell you to stay there as a straight jacket. Be a straight robot jacket. Don't. Don't say any, you know, just tell this, tell one side, tell that side, go take a nap, let the audience figure it out. I don't subscribe to that. I never have. But this, this would be a case study in what not to do in journalism. In journalism, you're supposed to build sources, yes. You're supposed to get as many sources as you can. You're supposed to get sources that are not just from one thing. If I have four sources from the corporate, the, from if I have four sources that are all executives at Walmart saying Walmart doesn't abuse its workers, am I going to report? Sources say Walmart treats its workers really well. No, it's obviously one-sided. You would have to talk to all sides. I guarantee you CNN did not talk to anyone in Bernie Sanders' campaign. To find out what was what their side was, they just reported Elizabeth Warren's side. We have a CNN anchor is saying uh, this was leaked by the Warren campaign. Then you have a CNN anchor saying uh, who's telling the truth, which is bonkers to me. You reported it as fact. You had a Hillary Clinton campaign advisor after the debate saying, "Remember, this isn't a he said she said. This is a reported story by CNN. No, it's actually exactly a he and he said she said." And then you have this ridiculousness. Look at Don Lemon and Fredo, uh, Chris Cuomo, excuse me, last night. Mom on the phone. 
Bone that was sitting there with Tim, you guys thought did really well. We were like, there were no major catfights, except for the thing about, you know, can a woman be president or not? Well, that's just about and, the truth between but, Warren and Sanders. I don't but you don't, with you, Mom. But you don't know. You don't know the context of that conversation uh, because you, you, and, and people are going to yell at me or whatever. Me but too. saying Sorry. that a woman can't be president. Well, a woman isn't president right now. A woman hasn't been president. A woman has not been president, a woman couldn't but be. you don't know the context of the conversation. Straight. 100%. We don't know the context. Yeah, right. But I'll tell you what's interesting to see is people yeah. saying, we have no idea what was really said. Wait a minute. Right. You don't. You got a woman who's also a U.S. senator who's telling you what was said. Since when do we hear women saying what happened and we say, well, we can't believe it. It's just her. No, I'm not saying I, no, I'm but not I'm saying saying I don't believe her. No, but I'm saying a lot of people are arguing that, don't know the context. Maybe, maybe he's saying. Wait a minute. Your network reported this story two and a half weeks before the Iowa caucus as a fact. Then your anchor says, well, the Warren campaign leaked it to us. Then another anchor says, who's telling the truth? Well, aren't you supposed to tell us the truth? You're a news network. Aren't your stories that you report? Obviously, network status quo. You can make a mistake. You can make a mistake and correct yourself. But you have to actually have altruistic motives in reporting the story in the first place. You could make an honest mistake. A source can burn you. You trusted the wrong source. It has happened to me. But why is the anchors then saying, who's telling the truth? If you don't know what was actually said, if, you're, if you have to ask, who's telling the truth? Why did your network report explicitly, Bernie Sanders said a woman cannot win? If you don't know what was said, if you don't know if Elizabeth Warren or her campaign are telling you the honest truth, if you don't know, well, we don't know the context, which is true. Why did you report this garbage? And the answer is clear. It's not only to help. It's not only to hurt Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders campaign for the first time, I think, to me, way too late, but better late than never, was aggressively and effectively going after Joe Biden. Uh, David Sirota, uh, uh, Sanders' speechwriter, had put out a clip of Joe Biden four months after the Iraq war. Remember Joe Biden? No, uh, I, didn't, I didn't vote for the war thinking he was actually going to war. I just gave him the vote literally for authorization for military force. No, that wasn't for war. That was so he could send in weapons inspectors. If that were true, then he should be disqualified for being an idiot. If you actually believed you were voting yes for the authorization for military force. But it wasn't actually a vote for war, then you are a moron and you cannot be trusted with the nuclear codes or a military. So Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders campaign was effectively going after Joe Biden on that. So much so that they had to send out John Kerry from the no malarkey bus tour. John Kerry from the no malarkey bus tour, twisting himself into a human pretzel. It's just unbelievable. So CNN basically did this, I think, to stop the attention on Biden. Because the Biden campaign does not have any answer on policy. They don't. And then you see stuff like this, which, I mean, it's just so 
factually wrong. But they keep doing it anyway. Also want to just note, part of the reason why Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by as much as three million votes mm -hmm. is because Bernie Sanders campaigned on her behalf, traveling like crazy to campaign on her behalf. Why would he go out of his way to do that if he didn't believe a woman could win as president of the United States? I think well, people would say that that's sense. a generous assessment of what he did yeah, on her behalf. Would. Kudos to my uh, former colleague for making the point, but I would have made this point. When they say, oh, well, you know, some people would, some people would disagree on how much Bernie did. Yeah, you know, not to be a narcissist, but Jordan Sheridan tweeted this earlier. <laughs> I mean, 2008, Hillary Clinton did 10 rallies on her own for Obama. 10 rallies on her own for Obama. They did two events together. Bernie, 2016, after finding out, by the way, that they shanked him, that Hillary Clinton's campaign with the DNC basically sabotaged his campaign. After Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton's campaign basically said, bend the knee, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, they didn't give him anything. Pick Tim Kaine as vice president? Are you kidding me? Bernie did 37 rallies around the country. Three joint events. You want to know how I know? Because I was at two of those joint events. It hurt my stomach. And I covered three, I believe three, of Bernie's solo, solo rallies for Hillary Clinton. 37 rallies. Can you name one other politician that did that many rallies for Hillary Clinton? I don't know any. They just push this nonsense and propaganda. And to tell you the truth, I don't really think it's going to hurt Bernie Sanders because I don't really think the CNN viewer is really that open to Bernie Sanders because of years and years and years of the propaganda like what CNN is feeding them now. I think Bernie's best chance to win is picking up as many young voters as he can, first-time voters, and a lot of those voters who maybe voted in the past but have stopped voting because they're too cynical and know the whole thing is a sham the electoral system and this government. That's who his campaign is reaching, and that's why you're seeing him surge in a lot of the polls. So, what now? What now? You got two weeks before the caucus. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has basically shown, if you're a progressive, she's willing to sh stab you in the front, not just the back. She'll stab you in the front. I'm not so convinced there's not another trick up Liz Warren's bag of tricks. I think you'll probably see Biden start coming out. They got, they got their research on things Bernie Sanders has said about, you know, Fidel Castro, positive things he said about uh, the, the Nic Nicaraguan people back in the 80s, positive things he said about the Soviet Union. I guarantee you that's coming out. They're going to dust it off. Oh, a new clip emerges. It's not a question of what is going to come out, because that's exactly what's going to come out. It's just, a, it's just a question of which reporters and which networks they plant it with. Are they going to plant it with Politico? Or are they going to plant it with CNN? I guarantee you we are, today's the 16th, Iowa's the 3rd. 
probably by Monday or Tuesday of next week, before impeachment, before the trial starts, you'll start seeing stuff about Bernie and things he said about the communists or Soviet Union or Fidel Castro. Guarantee you. So what now? Well, if you look at uh, progressive groups, they want a uh, detente. Left launches bid to unify Bernie and Warren's camps. Alarmed by the burgeoning feud between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, a coalition of progressive groups moved Thursday to de-escalate tensions between the two candidate supporters, encouraging them to instead rally against moderate Democrats. Launching what they called a progressive Unite 2020 campaign, the Political Action Committee, Democracy for America, and 17 other groups pledged to focus our fight for the nomination against candidates supported by the corporate wing instead of fighting each other. The effort reflects the desperation of so many progressive Democrats to move past the sparring that has erupted in recent days between Sanders and Warren. That evening, CNN released blah, 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 blah. Uh, So, fearful of splintering the progressive vote, leaders of progressive groups have been talking about unity within the movement since last year. But recent tensions between Warren and Sanders elevated their sense of urgency. The Pledge Thursday includes groups that are supporting Sanders or Warren or both, or who have not yet yet endorsed any candidate. Among its ranks are Democracy for America, Our Revolution, Justice Democrats, Sunrise Movement, and the Working Families Party. Blah, 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 blah. So, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I don't think Elizabeth Warren's base are progressive voters. This is not about Elizabeth Warren. I'm just talking about the actual data. I don't think they say unite the progressive vote. But Elizabeth Warren's vote uh, voters by the data are more Hillary Clinton voters. They're highly educated and higher income folk. I've said it I've said it, I'll say it again. I'm not against people with master's degrees. I'm not against people with higher incomes. A lot of those people support Bernie. It's not an either or, but the corporate media has played it basically from the beginning that Bernie and Warren have similar voters. They really don't. They really don't. Warren has is 25 points higher than Bernie among highly educated and higher income. She is double digits worse among working class voters making $50,000 or less and with only high school degrees. Guess what? That's the majority of the country, only high school degrees. Guess what? That's how Trump won the presidency. Only high school degrees, $50,000 or less. So I don't really think like, what, what, what are they going get to a, get a few cameras and show Elizabeth Warren and Bernie having a salad together and laughing? Is that going to unite? If I'm Bernie Sanders, I'm done with it. I'm not mentioning Elizabeth Warren's name again. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm, I'm acting like the last three days didn't happen and I'm having my campaign and as much as he personally can, which is going to be difficult because he's going to be parked in Washington, D.C. starting Tuesday for this impeachment hearing, which I'm not going to cover today, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm just focusing on Joe Biden. That's the only thing I'm focusing on. Elizabeth Warren stabbed me in the front. She stabbed me in the back. She stabbed me in the side. I don't even know who that is. That's that's what I would do if I was Bernie Sanders' campaign. Um, you know, hasn't gotten a lot of attention, you know, because CNN's been too busy with, you know, the uh, fake Bernie sexist story and impeachment and all these things.
The new NAFTA was signed today, and hint, hint, it's just as bad as the old NAFTA. This is what elected Donald Trump. Don't let them fool you. I know people that think the Russians elected Donald Trump. I know people that think James Comey elected Donald Trump. Uh, as somebody who was there, I could tell you, Donald Trump, he had them at NAFTA. He had them at NAFTA. But Donald Trump is also an expert bullshit artist. He is an expert at making pixie dust into gold. And this new NAFTA, if you've actually looked into what it is, is maybe on the margins slightly better. But it is literally the continuation of outsourcing jobs to other countries, the protections in there to, quote unquote, give Mexican workers and Chinese workers you know, higher wages, thus not, not enticing American companies to go there, uh, are, in my view, toothless. I mean, I'll read to you just a little bit. This was signed today, overwhelmingly voted for in the Senate. Elizabeth Warren voted for it. Bernie voted against it. The U.S. International Trade Commission released its assessment of USMCA's economic impact. Overall, they foresee a minor positive impact, a GDP increase of 0.35% over six years, along with 176,000 additional jobs in the domestic economy, including 28,000 in the U.S. automotive uh, and parts sectors. One aspect of the ITC's estimate focuses on labor rules that could increase Mexican, quote, increase Mexico union wages by 17%, assuming that these provisions are enforced. Oh, isn't that interesting? Assuming that these provisions are enforced. Well, guess, guess where else that there was assumptions that regulation and provisions would be enforced? Uh, the regulatory bodies that oversee banks. The regulatory bodies that oversee insurance. The regulatory bodies that o- oversee home loans. How, how good a job did they do overseeing the global financial crash and what led to the crash? You could have regulatory bodies and you could have provisions. But if they are toothless, if the regulators aren't allowed to regulate, which is regulation in this country, that Elizabeth Warren, I agree with her on that. We need to totally revamp regulations in this country. I disagree with her. She thinks that's basically the only thing that's needed. It's not. You can't regulate your way out of a broken, bribed, bribery system. But all of this is under the assumptions of these quote-unquote provisions that will be followed. One aspect of ITC's estimate focuses on labor rules that could increase Mexican union wages by 17%, assuming that these provisions are enforced. That's a major if. But it holds the promise of real, honest enforcement of labor provisions for Mexico's factory workers. Only 14.5% of Mexico's labor force is unionized, and many belong to weak company unions. The AFL-CIO, other labor unions, and members of Congress are now demanding that enforcement tools be included in the deal to ensure actual progress. Note that such increases in Mexican wages might only happen after struggles that take longer than the six-year time frame of the ITC assessment. Oh, great, so... Maybe the Mexican workers will get higher wages in six years. Because that's the only way. The only way to stop U.S. companies from offshoring is to ensure that workers in these other countries are paid 
living wages. Some of the most noteworthy changes in the USMCA involve stronger rules of origin for motor vehicle content, plus requirements that 40 to 45% of the labor involved earns at least $16 per hour. Companies not meeting these requirements would face a tariff on exports to the U.S., but as the Center of Automotive Research notes, the tariffs amount to a mere 2.5%. Companies could simply ignore these wage and content requirements and instead pay the minor tariff. Duh! It's, it, this is the same exact principle as fining the fossil fuckers. You, oh, you, you're going you're gonna to deploy a, a tariff? But what does it matter if you deploy a tariff, tariff on these companies if they only have to pay workers in a Mexican auto plant $2 an hour? They'll gladly pay the tariff because they're still way ahead than paying the auto worker in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Illinois. I mean, it's ridiculous. There is no provisions here that are going to stop the mass offshoring of jobs out of America. Elizabeth Warren supports this. Amy Klobuchar supports this. Biden can't vote on it, but he supports it. Which candidate would have the best chance to make the case to Trump supporters, you've been duped? Uh, The one who doesn't support it. You think energy transfer partners, you think uh, ExxonMobil, you think they get fined, okay, they're going to fine them $2 billion? That's milk money compared to what they make on these pipelines, on mining. Milk money. But honestly, the worst, I mean, obviously the offshoring of jobs is critical and it's terrible. But to me, I mean, with Australia up in flames... The Food and Water Action Executive Director said in in response to this, Don't let the Trump administration trick you. The USMCA is nothing more than a NAFTA 2.0, and it spells disaster for food safety, air and water quality, and climate change in America. The proposed agreement doesn't even mention, let alone do anything to stop, the worsening effects of our climate crisis. In fact, it actually encourages the construction of more harmful pipelines and dirty energy exports that would further expand fracking in the United States and Mexico. The same fracking that Amy Klobuchar literally on a debate stage. Honestly, she's either a greedy, greedy, greedy person who doesn't care about the planet burning to the ground, or she's a stupid person. She actually said, well, natural gas is a clean energy alternative. It's a good transition fuel. It produces less methane. You're a United States senator. Google it. Methane is fracking. Fracking and these natural gas pipelines emit more methane than carbon dioxide. It is, and methane is worse than carbon dioxide for climate crisis, climate change. It's not just the actual pipelines, it's the compressor stations that make the pipeline goes. She says, this is a talking point that the Democrats and Republicans used 15 years ago when a few lonely little cubs in the wilderness like Josh Fox and Bill McKibben were saying, this is not natural and this isn't clean. It's not a transition fuel. It's a death sentence, fracking and natural gas. 
In fact, it also it actually encourages the construction of more harmful pipelines and dirty energy exports that would further expand fracking in the U.S. and Mexico. It also drastically undercuts food safety protections with rollbacks on, on country of origin labeling requirements. At the same time, it hits consumers with a double whammy by simultaneously forcing Mexico to allow chemical giants like Monsanto and Dow to hide visual data about pesticide usage. USMCA is not a trade deal. It is an attack on public health and climate. Congress must reject uh, USMCA or will be looking at a future of irreversible environmental disaster and unsafe food, water, and air with no end in sight. Or, as Elizabeth Warren put it, it's a modest improvement. A modest improvement. A trade deal that doesn't mention the words climate change.